0: I'm Peter Gellman of Palmerston Group Advisors. I wanted to do a short video on how to choose an advisor, or at least factors I would urge you to consider when you were shopping for an advisor. A marketing research firm, Spectrum, recently surveyed investors and asked them what their top factor was in choosing an advisor. The top three answers were expertise, 37%, ethical, 25%, and accountable, 9%. I think the marketing got it right. Expertise, trustworthiness, and accountability are the big three things to look for. If you're thinking about hiring an advisor, you're paying for ongoing advice, hopefully good, valuable, continuing advice in a relationship that will last many years. When you're looking at these three factors, here are a few considerations. First, expertise. Judge this for yourself. A credential may be an indication but it may not be. Unconventional backgrounds, in my opinion, shouldn't be a disqualification. Walter Schloss, one of the great investors of the 20th century, took a night school course with Benjamin Graham, the value investing guru, and was off to the races. Charlie Munger, the vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's partner, dropped out of college to enlist in World War II, then went to law school after the war. Harvard Law School, to be sure. But again, unconventional. Francis Joe, one of the top money managers in Canada, worked as a telephone repairman before starting an investment club with some friends and has been running his very successful mutual funds for decades. The point is, engage the advisor you're considering in a conversation. Bring good questions. Bring lots of questions. Give yourself a chance to see how the advisor thinks about your particular circumstances and your aspirations. Expertise is about what's going on inside of the advisor's head and how it connects with you. Ideally, again, you want a long-term relationship where you'll get guidance and hopefully wisdom all along the way. So expertise also has to be delivered in a way that connects with you intuitively and emotionally. Examine for yourself how the advisor applies knowledge to your situation, how he or she connects it to your world. Expertise also means, in my opinion, that an advisor is aware of what he or she does not know. We live in a world of specializations where knowledge is diffuse. Experts often are an inch wide and a mile deep. That's how it has to be. Expertise for an advisor, frankly, means embracing one's ignorance and finding other sources of expertise in order to fully serve you as the unique person or family you are as a client. Again, pay attention to how your potential advisor thinks about expertise in this regard. Take tax law in this country. The statutes, the court cases, the regulations, there's tens of thousands of pages. Virtual teams of experts, in my experience, are often the way to go when it comes to integrating planning and wealth management. This is especially true for people who are business owners. Try to assess how well an advisor approaches this challenge of pulling the diffuse expertise together. Second, ethics or trustworthiness. Um, Here again, you need to invest adequate time in doing your research. One thing to consider is the fiduciary standard. Fiduciaries are legally obligated to put the client's interest first all of the time. It's a confusing subject in the marketplace. Suffice it to say for now, registered investment advisors and their representatives are fiduciaries. In the case of broker-dealers, entities which are set up to sell rather than advise on marketable securities, the standards are less clear, but there may be very good people there too. The SEC has been attempting to clarify things, especially on the broker-dealer side, but the new regulations are tied up in litigation. Ask about ask a potential advisor about this question and then listen to her or his answer. Second, websites like BrokerCheck and the SEC's Investment Advisor search site allow you to look up advisors and firms and see if there are some red flags. Those sites shouldn't be assumed to be definitive or comprehensive. There may be a skeleton that didn't get flagged, but these are good places to check as you conduct your due diligence. When it comes to trustworthiness, also find out about the custodial services used by the advisor. Virtually all good custodians give you, the client, direct 24-7 access to your account, as well as the option for you to receive alerts on account activity like trading. This kind of transparency and this kind of record keeping by the custodian, the independent custodian, are important consumer protections. When you interview an advisor, considering, consider you know having someone you trust participate with you. Having a second opinion may be helpful. Advisors are basically barred from by regulation from publishing client testimonials. But if you happen to know a current client of the advisor, asking that client for an assessment of the advisor certainly is fair game. Finally, ask the advisor about accountability. In my opinion, accountability is largely about responsiveness. Ask the advisor about the ongoing process of planning and advice as you and your family progress through life and how that process will ensure that you receive timely advice. Hopefully, focusing on these three areas will help you make better decisions. Thanks for watching.